We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 485, I think. I don't know. My brain hurts. My body hurts. My insides hurt. After that kind of playoff game where everything and anything imaginable, anything the baseball gods could throw at you, the Yankees overcame tonight. Oh, man, where do we even start? Where do we even start to unpack this thing? It was... It was... A range of emotions, and it was a, 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 an elongated least. range of emotions. <laughs> Five-hour range of emotions. This is, uh, yeah, it's one thirty in the morning right now as we're recording. 
Yankees win. Advance going to play Tampa. That's that's good. We wanted that. Dude, we wanted them to win. Wouldn't have it. And I want them to go through to Tampa now. Yeah, like they're th- this is uh, playing Tampa this early is a good thing. I think so. Well, this early, yeah. The division series is probably the best the best format for the Yankees to beat Tampa. I don't think it was a three game series and I don't think it's a seven game series. So I guess it's going to have to be a five game series with four days off beforehand. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that as uh you know, as that, that, as, as that series approaches, oh, you don't on, want, you don't want Monday. to do that already. No, you don't want to, I'm not, just I'm not mentally prepared for that. Hour, 50 minute I'm not game. mentally prepared for that, but I am happy that, that, you know, this, whatever's left of our bullpen is, did not get overworked at least not that it matters yeah. <laughs> but but uh it's a good thing walking in with at least you know healthy guys going to Tampa. Well, here, here's what i'll say about the bullpen okay yeah they only pitch one day but i think what we learned is boone really only trusts three guys out there yeah i get out of you know didn't I even warm up crazy didn't even sniff the field for out of there and he ended up having to use loisica i thought boone had a terrible night absolutely horrendous night the Yankees had to overcome not just the rain delays and, and the stupidity of that, but they had to overcome the stupidity of Aaron Boone's managing because I thought he put them in a bad spot time after time tonight. There, there were some, but, but, there were some, there were some bonehead moves. There's no doubt about it. But they, uh, the the fact that one, a couple things. So let's start just start at the at the rain delays. The fact that the the MLB. Didn't listen to Susan Waldman. All they had to do was listen to Susan Waldman, and they would have understood that the game shouldn't have started yet because there was rain coming. There was rain coming. Susan called it. Her app said so. It was documented. Rain was well, coming. Meteorologist meteorologists in Cleveland also called it. So I don't know who the hell MLB was paying attention. Who who they were who were they consulting on that? You start the game five minutes before a torrential downpour starts. It was asinine. I've never seen anything like that. Tanaka's out there in a freaking hurricane trying to throw the ball. I mean, you you could see like you could see like the form of his leg in his jersey because the wind is pushing his jersey so far. Like, you could see his calf muscles. It was ridiculous. And then he's out there, you know, it's raining sideways. It's it's like I'm getting flashbacks of the rain turning into midges and all of a sudden like all hell breaking loose in Cleveland. Like what what are we doing here? And he's he's getting hit around. He can't put the the ball's like spinning over the middle of the plate for the first couple uh, at bats. And he's getting knocked oh, yeah. around. It definitely, it definitely affected his first inning, and and even his second inning because, or his second first inning. It was it was technically still the first inning when he came back out there after after the rain delay. And credit to Tanaka for giving them, I think, more than a lot of pitchers would give them in that situation. I would not have been surprised <laughs> if he if he didn't come back out. Um, not for the, for the second inning? No, yeah, for the second inning. For the, for the actual second inning, not the second part of the first correct. inning. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't have even disagreed with that because you're down for nothing, and not that you're punting the game, but you are playing with house money in the sense that you, you were guaranteed a third game, and you have Montgomery and you have Debbie Garcia out there in, in the bullpen. So I was actually playing the game, and Nick from George's Box tweeted this. Tanaka to that point had only thrown, what was it, like 20, 20 something pitches. You could actually envision a scenario where you rest him the rest of the day and he gives you two innings in a game three. It didn't happen and they ended up winning and they didn't want to go that route. But what I was saying is Tanaka gave them more than I think a lot of starting pitchers give you in that situation. He got you into the fifth inning with the game still 
uh, where he left it in the first inning. But I thought the first mistake that Boone made was having him start the fifth inning. That's the third time through the order after two rain delays and just weirdness. And I think you're setting yourself up for disaster there. You got to start that inning with Chad Green or or someone. If you're going to end up using Loizaga and you don't want to go to Chad Green immediately, start Loizaga in that there. But I think bringing Tanaka out to start that fifth inning was the first mistake, and it was kind of a trickle-down domino effect from there. And we saw it with the bullpen. He only trusts three guys. He's trying to stretch Green, Britton, and Chapman for 15 outs. That's not possible. You just you're just you're contradicting possible. what you're saying though, because that's that's exactly what he would have had to done. He would have had to done even more than that if he had pulled Tanaka. So you're looking at either Loizaga or Tanaka no. coming out in that inning. And I said, that's fine. If you want to go to Loisaga instead of Green, all I was saying is yeah. you go to Green there because you have a two-run lead. Wow. So if you if you are identifying, the and that's the top of the order right there in the fifth inning, Lindor let off. Right. So if you want to have Chad Green face them and then use Loisaga, you have to set your guys up for success. And he did not set up his bullpen for success tonight. He set them up for failure. Everyone who came into the game came in in a situation to fail. Well, Britain didn't. Britain, Britain was Britain was okay. No, my, my point is, is that I mean, there's in the beginning of it when you're going into the fourth and fifth inning, you're you're in a position now of uh, uh, not of strength. It doesn't matter who's in the back of your bullpen. You have that many outs now that you have to finish an entire game. Uh, it's it's not gonna. It's probably not gonna go smoothly. Just probably not going to in, in a in a playoff game like this. So. I got no problem with him trying to get through the fifth inning with Tanaka. If it's Tanaka or Loizaga in that fifth inning, like I'm staying with Tanaka. I I don't even, Loizaga is not a great option anytime in that game. There are limited options out there right now that that are trusted. And Loizaga, obviously, he was trying to get something out of him, but he can't throw strikes. I mean, the guy just cannot throw strikes. It it drives me insane. The fact that he came out for a second inning was like, what are we doing? Um, Of course. But but if you're going to have, so clearly Adovino is, is, out of the trust. Yeah, and that's a problem. Not, and that's probably one of the big reasons why Tanaka started of that inning. That's, of course that's a big problem. You you limit yourself to three guys that you trust, and then you're rolling the dice with whoever comes out, whether it's Loizaga or who who was going to be the next guy. Holder, Holder was out there Holder. throwing for a minute. So so if you're if you're picking between Loizaga and Holder, you, someone's gonna need to step up in yeah. the bullpen. Yes, yes. Especially because there's no off days in the next series. So how how are you going to get through five days with three bullpen arms? You, you need them to play pitch better. That's it. That's the bottom line. That's the thing. Like at some point, Boone's going to have to put a guy in or stay with a guy, and you're going to have to weigh those. He's weighing these options of of this guy who's not. No, of he's course. got no 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 faith in whatsoever, or a, a gutsy guy that could potentially go. I mean, they're not great options. So. Well, I I just think tonight because of the rain delays, it's not a it's not a time to push Tanaka. There. I, it wasn't really that it, it, long of a rain. Delay I was worried for for the, the second one, so I didn't think it was really that big of a deal for him. It was two it was two rain delays. He warmed up for seven oh eight. That didn't happen, and then he had a fifty minute delay, and then he pitched eleven pitches, and then he had a thirty three minute delay, yeah. and then he pitched pitched again. Yeah, the second rain delay. So I'm saying it wasn't that big of a deal. Not normal circumstances. Sure. And, and I just I was worried about Tanaka every inning because of those delays. Well, yeah, I know, I know you'd be worried about Tanaka every inning. It's that's that's just I mean Tanaka didn't have good stuff either. He came out and he battled and he fought for to his credit. So then why are you why are you sending him out there to face the, the because there's no other good option. That's why that's that's the problem. But Tanaka's not a good option there either. It's at some point it's a better option. 
clearly. I mean, Loaiza couldn't do anything. Well, Could not throw well, strikes. It, it didn't work because even Chad Green, you go to Chad Green, <laughs> Chad Green still had the pitch the full fifth inning. He gives up a double immediately to, was it Jose Ramirez who got the double off Chad Probably. Green? Um, starting with a cleaning, I just, I'm so sick of these guys not getting clean innings. We, we see them have success more often when you have a clean inning. And he just doesn't do it. It's infuriating. Yeah, it doesn't bother what's me because he, he's trying to get the out, so I'm fine with it. The thing is, when, when the when the Yankees are coming back now, they, they go down, and then this is the same thing that happened last night. They keep fighting back. They keep fighting back. The offense is, you know, working the count. How many walks were there tonight? 19 walks total? In, ten, yeah, the Yankees had 11, I believe, 11 walks. And then, especially in the ninth inning, Stanton gets the leadoff walk. Hand is just handing you the game. Huh? Yeah, I mean, Stanton was Stan was impressive. He, you know, normally he he's, kind he's of salvaged. Those, he kind yeah, of at those at those pitches, and he he was spitting on him tonight. Uh, Stanton kind of breathed a little bit of life in that game with his solo home run to get the scoring started because that could have been if you go down one two three one two three in the first two innings with nothing across the board, that that might set the tone for the evening. The greatest the greatest moment of the entire night by far was when that jackass came in with that stupid haircut, acting like he's Ricky Vaughn, literally in the the Cleveland Indians uniform. This is the guy, That's the guy I know that, that you were talking, talking about the other night with the stupid strikeout rate. And I had no idea who he was. And then I see him, I'm like, this guy is, you know, he's got like the mannerisms of like the Papal Bond with like the annoying, like little mannerism things in his, Very in his delivery. Yeah, the 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 foot where he's going to tap it 97 times. He's, he's like, he's throwing the ball in the air with the bases loaded. This is like some Little League shit when you see the kid doing that and he hits the glove and takes off and everybody starts running around. I was waiting for that to happen. And you know, whoever's on third base was just like salivating for that to hit the glove uh, and, and ready to go on their toes. But um, Gio comes in and just absolutely punks this kid and hits the ball to the moon. And I, it was amazing. It was an amazing moment. And he was so shook, absolutely shook. Couldn't, was, couldn't do anything. I don't even know how these guys have the numbers that they do. Who are they playing? They're playing Detroit Tigers. That's, that's it. This must be it, right? They're playing the Detroit Tigers and the Kansas City Royals, and they've inflated their numbers. Because well, these they guys also suck. played the Twins and the White Sox. So. Well, maybe they didn't pitch on those days, but <laughs> they, uh, you know, he was like spiking balls four feet in front of the plate. It seemed every other pitch. It was, yeah, it was bad. And I'm glad he got embarrassed because he was an embarrassment. That 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 dude needs to needs to understand that he's not Ricky Vaughn. Your guy A Rod made made the point that all, all of the pitchers for the Indians ha- are inexperienced rookies or close to rookies. So yeah, whether there's 50,000 people in the stands or not, it's still the playoffs. And I guess they're feeling that pressure. That's cool. I like it. And and that's, that's why I think Boone likes his veteran guys. The ones who have been there in the past have been there. I mean, look at, look at what happened today with Frazier. I mean, Frazier had one of the worst at bats in, in the game uh, when he came up I mean, and pinch it's, it. it's a pinch hitting, it's a pinch hitting opportunity. Yeah. You better be ready for that <laughs> pinch hitting opportunity when you, you're, when you're freaking called and ready to go. Um, I mean, we burned two guys with that, uh, with Wade yeah, going we down. We burned two guys because Boone doesn't know how to freaking manage a team. Yeah, there were definitely a lot of guys burned. Uh, the, he the, pinch runs for Luke Voigt I don't, with Tyler Wade. I, I, I don't hate that. I got to tell you. Okay. That was the seventh but inning. why do you do two. it after there? Voigt gets on base. Yeah. No outs. And then right. there's an, no outs. And then he waits to pinch run for him after one out. Yeah, that's stupid. 
That's stupid. If you get on with 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 no outs uh, and you're up two, that third run is a big run. That's a big run. Yeah. I un- he can steal. I could, I could see putting in Tyler Wade right there to to get him to get him going. I don't know if he saw something. Like, was there uh, even more discomfort in the foot stuff? And like, th- was it motivated that How we just? How much more could he limp? Possibly. I'm just saying. I don't know. We've already seen him. Limp. Yeah. I, we don't know because the um, ESPN's terrible. Their cameras work is awful, and we don't see half the game. I feel like so. I don't know if there was an exchange. We're talking right now, so we can't hear what Boone is saying in his post game, but. Um, I don't know if there was a ulterior motivation there, but yes, in a in a perfect world, if he was going to sub in for him at that point, you do it with no outs, not with one out. He also did it in the middle of an at bat. He waited, uh, I believe it was two pitches into two, one out and two pitches into the at bat to pinch run for him. Yeah, it's strange. That that's it's like he, it's timing. like it dawned on him. Oh wait, Luke Voigt's out there, and it's the seventh inning. We have a two. Well, see, lead, I think that's what that's run. what led me to believe that maybe there was something else that happened something was like he gave a sign to the dugout or was like the foot's not good right now i, I don't know that would make bunion his bunion was flaring it would make up sense gonna be able to run. because of like in the middle of in the middle of the at bat with one out it's just a weird weird time to do that very weird and and they lost voids at they lost voids bat for when he came up in the order and with the way that game was going of course he's going to come back up and then you had to pinch hit wait you had to pinch hit for wade with Frazier, he had a bad at bat. Then you got to use Ford. It's, it's just like you, you burn so many people for one thing. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, no. It was a uh, it was a mess. It was a mess with that. And I mean, Frazier's at bat made it worse. Made it look worse too because it was just a, a terrible, terrible at bat. It was a terrible at bat. It's it's also it's also one at bat coming off the bench. I, I know, but that's what the move was done for. You're, you're putting up there to get, to um, put a bat in a guy's hand to try to do something, and he does absolutely nothing. So might well, as well have had Tyler Wade nice? up there. Yeah, well, maybe it would have been nice instead of pinch hitting uh, uh, Frazier in the eighth inning against a righty, they could have had him to pinch hit for Gardner in the ninth inning against Brad Hand, a lefty. I mean, Brett Gardner had a hell of an at-bat. He struck out. It was a great at bat. It was a good at bat. I mean, there's no way. I mean, you can't say anything about that when Frazier looked at the two pitches and then swung on his heels with his fingertips at the bat. It was it was embarrassment. What I'm saying is th- these moves that Boone made have no logic behind them. It's as if he is just shitting in his hand and throwing it against the wall and seeing what shape it comes yeah. out as and then making a decision based on that shape of his shit. So it was, Ty- it was Tyler Wade in that moment doing. or Clint Frazier in that moment. I Everybody in the world wants Clint Frazier in that, at that, at, with, in the, with the bat in his hands in that moment. Yeah, I know. It, he makes a decision and then he doesn't think about the consequences of that decision and then he has to react to those decisions and and it's just like he keeps digging himself deeper and deeper. I I have no confidence that Aaron Boone can manage this team to a World Series championship. I have no confidence in him. He is borderline inept as a manager, as a game tactician. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and and the Yankees overcame it tonight and that's that's fantastic. So it worked out for him. They got a unbelievable um uh uh, grand slam like you talked about from Gio Urshela and then he saved possibly saved the game when Chapman what a comes in in the ninth the double play the diving to his yeah. left hand side the range that, that so, we were that we were referencing I mean that's a, that's a great play that's a great play and in it and in the ninth inning he basically chucks the bat at the ball and gets a base hit so like all around fantastic game for for Urshela tonight 
Um, he's, Stanton, he's turned into a, a freaking stud. It's unbelievable. Stanton, like you said, a lot of good at-bats. The home run got things started. DJ looked terrible all night, but of course you have confidence in him up there with two outs and a guy on second base. Like, he's just going to get a squeaker. Like, that's DJ. Doesn't matter. He's going to get a squeaker when you need it. Um, trying to think who else had had uh, had some good stuff happen tonight. Gary Sanchez, maybe um, Gary Sanchez is Sanchez. a fly ball to the to you know a, a middle a middle depth fly ball to right field that went out of the park. Uh, but yeah, he went out of the fine. park. Fine, I'm hoping, and he had a sack fly. Also, he did. That was a that was a big moment. Got to tie the game. I mean, I know you. We want more in that. There were bases loaded, no outs, or one out, no outs. Well, it, it was one out with him up. It was bases loaded, no outs for Gardner right. strikeout, and then Gary's coming up, and I'm like, oh, here we just, go. Just you know, like you have to tie the game here. You have to can't can't well, leave I was it. Saying, can't leave it to a base hit to get a base hit with two outs. I was saying, don't ground into a double play. Just strike out. Yeah. <laughs> like that's that. That was my mentality. Um, but he got the sack fly, and um, yeah, that got that that allowed. DJ to get that. Yeah. So uh, if that gets Gary going, beautiful. Well, and, and, and it's he, a great deal you know, because the, you, the pass you get the ball. run in and then you're also passing the baton now to DJ LeMahieu. The pass ball in the ninth inning could have been disastrous, but glad um, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> For Gary's sake. Yeah, it was it was bad. I <laughs> it was it was bad. It was really bad. You guys have counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food that you're craving right to your door. Ordering is extremely easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and the food is delivered right to you safely outside your door. And you can now choose their new contactless delivery drop-off setting. I use it all the time. Uh, it's It's a terrific app, and there's a lot of local restaurants that you can get as well. There are way more than you expect that are included with DoorDash. Um, Bevan and I use this app probably twice a week. So definitely recommend going on and and buying it, especially with the code that we're about to give you. Many of the local restaurants are still open for delivery. So you can just use DoorDash, uh, select from their menu, choose the food you want, and they bring it right to you. And it usually happens pretty fast. And you can track the people as they come, which is fun to know because now you know when your food is coming exactly to the minute. So right now, all of our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fee with their first order of $15 or more. Just download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Also, with the MLB playoffs starting, I just got an email about World Series odds and lines for the first round. And the Yankees and Chicago White Sox are the only lower seeds in the first round that are favored. Right now, the Yankees' odds to win the World Series are 13 to 2. The Dodgers are number one at three to one. Again, head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Talking about the 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 Sanchez uh, pass ball, I, I sent out an all time tweet. All time tweet. I don't even think you've seen I didn't it. See it. I can tell by your reaction that you have not seen it. Right. The so A Rod was there were uh, it, uh, there was one strike. I don't know. Maybe one strike. It was not two strikes with the guy. Whoever was up um, before that, uh, before before that, it was the se- it was the second out. Before the second out, A Rod's talking about Gary. Nobody's on base. A Rod just keeps talking about Gary blocking this ball. I'm like, I don't give. I just want to get him. I I don't care. There's nobody on base. I just want to get through this. Like, stop talking about it. I know he sucks. Uh, we all know that I that I can't stand He's Gary Sanchez. This guy up. He's talking him yeah, up. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like, no, no, no. He was not talking him up. He was saying that he needed to block it. He was like criticizing him. Oh, yeah. So well, he was he was praising his blocking. Yeah, like, but at this time, for 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 um, or all this Chapman, he he was not at all. And I was Chapman's and I just impossible. I don't give a flying f if he's blocking the ball. I just want him to get out of this inning. And then all of a sudden, strikeout. Ball gets past Kerry because he doesn't block it. Runner on first. I was like, oh my god, this is unbelievable. <laughs> that would have been an all time way for that game to to be lost. Yeah, all time, uh, it, all time. Horrific. It was a it was a flood of uh, th- this tweet. This uh, th- this tweet didn't age well. Tweets <laughs> flood. It was. I really hate those. This tweet didn't age well. Like everything I tweeted tonight, people were like, "Oh, that didn't age well." Like nothing aged well in this game because just when you thought you had this game figured out, it flipped on its head the next half. Of yeah, it. it was all right. It was fine. I just needed to um to to be able to tweet that Yankees win graphic, and then everything was fine. So they they. They they embarrassed Bieber, and then and the Yankees, like I said, overcame every obstacle you could possibly throw at them tonight, and that that's got to give people a lot of confidence going forward. But but everything beyond just Garrett Cole does not give us confidence with the pitching staff. That's that's the problem. Yeah, like I I mean, if you want to, do you want to still talk about what happened tonight, or do you want to briefly move on to? to upcoming and we don't necessarily need to talk about tampa specifically but more just about i think there's real concerns with what what we saw in in tonight's game heading forward in the playoffs you're just talking about because of the pecking order because of the actual execution of of said yes um wrote i don't know how this bullpen and this pitching staff other than garrett cole is going to get through two series with no off days i it i don't see it a guy like there's not enough depth there's a guy like like jonathan holder that type of guy has to figure has to just come out of the nowhere. We need he needs to there needs to be a guy or two that comes pitch, out and pitch. lights out. Yeah, they, 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 that's effective. Yes. So that's that's your that's what you're saying. Just two guys. I I think that in order for that this bullpen to get for this team to to get over the humps that they're going to be in against Tampa, yeah, they're going to have to have probably two guys step up out of that bullpen and be good. I mean, there's, there's just, there's no other talented way around that. <laughs> there's no other guy walking in with, with, uh, you know, a good, a good, uh, you know, with confidence with anybody that we have confidence in beyond the people that are on this roster right now. No one's coming there to save the day. You got to have the Jonathan Holder or a Loisiga or, um, you know, do you deploy, do you deploy a starter? Do you, do you maybe? That's tough. That's tough. That's tough doing that in a in a longer series now. And especially if Jay Happu, you don't have a ton of confidence in um, Tanaka. Do we have confidence in him going beyond five innings? No, I think you. No, I have confidence in Tanaka for five innings. But I'm saying beyond five innings. No, that means you're 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 strapped for that game and 
beyond that because if they can't get through clean innings, Hap's also five. Right, minutes. that's that's the point. You need another Garcia is also five. Right, minutes. so you need all three of them to be ready to go. Like you can't just use them in the in a bullpen situation, a normal one. You have to. You, they have to be ready to go for long innings. Jordan Montgomery is another guy. I mean, maybe it's a Debbie Garcia. He was who you're so Montgomery. Maybe you're maybe you're pulling a guy like Debbie Garcia out of a starting rotation spot, and you're and you're putting saying. him into a bullpen, and now you're tapping Jordan Montgomery as a um, a Fourth starting starter. pitcher. Yeah, that's what I was saying because Garcia. I don't know. What is, does his stuff play a little bit better out of the bullpen than than Montgomery's? Out of the bull, yeah, I'd say. I, I think he's got. He has some experience out of the bullpen as well. Last year in AAA, and uh, he came up and pitched out of the bullpen too, I believe, right? Uh, once or twice. He, I think his stuff does play better, and his uh, his, I like his uh, his his moxie, demeanor. his demeanor. Yeah, seems like it would it would go well. I mean, do you roll the dice and and go with one less, um, one bat and and bring up a guy that can go length and catch lightning in a bottle like Clark Schmidt. Like that's a possibility. No. Do you know what you do? And it's, it's, you're not going to like the answer, but you have to put Adovino in situations. Yeah. I mean, I understand that. that he was the other guy. Adovino has got a pitch like Adovino did it, last it's year. It's basically you're in a situation where Adovino needs to pitch like his, he's capable of, or else I don't see how this team is going to win. So, I mean, because you need a fourth guy you can rely on to get key outs. Yeah, you you absolutely do. You absolutely do. And it's it would be very tough to uh, to rely on anybody who's coming out of a, a starting rotation gig through the season right. and put them into a situation like that. So, so uh, you have to. You know, I'm kind of surprised if if Boone knew I'm not using Ottavino in game two and three in a in a key situation. Why not use him in the ninth inning in game one when it's a blowout? Get him some confidence. Maybe he gets a one, two, three inning and, and gets a little confidence under his belt. Because I don't know. I mean, Luis Sessa is a, um, that's another guy we forgot about. I, I could see Luis Sessa stepping up and I mean, he pitched two innings last night, so he wasn't really, he wasn't yeah. available. Um, but that is a guy that I could see, you know, if Adovino is in that mop up role, I don't know how much that really affects his confidence necessarily. Nor, nor does oh, that does that give you confidence that he's gonna that you can bring him in now in a situation because you can't bring him in with any runners on base because they're just gonna right. go to the next bag. You can't bring so, him in. Uh, so you, you know your your clean inning theory goes out the window as soon as he walks to the leadoff guy. So there's a, no, he's a, he's a, he's a tough here, one. He's a tough one, but you have to pick a spot to get him into. If, so if, if, I gotta, if I got if I got a massage Adam Adovino's confidence at this point in his career, we got bigger problems. He needs to execute. Well, but but you're not going to put him in a situation in in game two against Tampa in the seventh inning with a runner on base. That's not going to be the situation right. you introduce him to. I, I, it's got to be a little bit better for his success. You, you've you've got to. It doesn't have to be a blowout, but it has to at least be a clean inning. It has to at least be something where it's like, okay, you got a little wiggle room here. Yeah. When the situation arises, we'll see what happens. But he's going to have to. This is this is where everybody's going to crucify Boone when he's pulling these guys that we know are not good, but there are not great options. And and it's a matter of stretching a guy, going playing playing. With 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 fire and stretching a guy, uh, another inning or another couple outs, or you're bringing in another guy that you don't have confidence in. It's just it's it's a it's a. I don't think it's as easy as, you, as you're saying it is. It's not cut and dry to me. 
Especially what with Tanaka, like a guy like Tanaka tonight, for instance. I mean, he, his pitch count wasn't was manageable. You're listening to him; like it didn't seem like he was laboring. It's not about it's not about pitch count. It's about looking at the entire scenario. I understand what you're saying, and I get it. I do. I understand. It's a it's an it's an it's a unique scenario because of what happened. But at that point, he's you're going. He's gone three innings. He's already in back into the game. Like he's back into a a groove. I don't know. I don't think that that beginning of the game has as much of a, a factor at that point. Let me ask you a question. Pretend there's no rain delays. Yeah. Were they going to let him face the order for a third time tonight? In a, if there were no rain delays? Uh, again, I think it depended on game situation. Okay. Well, the answer to that is probably not. So why, why are you doing it? J- just you're trying to steal outs at that point. And when you try and steal outs in the postseason, it comes back and bites you in the ass. It always does. It did with CC a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, so but but this is not against Tanaka because if if there were no rain delays and t- I fully believe that if there were no rain delays, Tanaka does not give up four runs in the first inning. Even though he doesn't didn't have his good stuff tonight, you know maybe he he scratches and claws his way to five innings of two or three runs. Like it's going to look a little bit better sure. than it than it ends I agree up looking. with that. So this is not about Tanaka. This is about the situation. And I and I think Boone didn't make the right decisions based on the situation of the game of the entire night, which was bizarre, but that's why he's the manager. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that if, if they if he didn't go out there for an inning, a clean inning at that point, and they brought in yeah, maybe maybe it's it's like you're saying, and it doesn't matter who you throw out there that they're going to get in trouble because there's just no guys after the big three. Maybe I'm, that's what I'm doing. Maybe. I'm looking at those options. I'm looking at that's that's when you're are looking at Tanaka, who's at 75 pitches. Who you know, yes, you're going through the uh, the third time around, or you're bringing in you know a guy like Loisiga who can't throw the ball over the goddamn plate. But pick your poison. We have we have said in the past, like I'm not going to just kill Boone to kill Boone just because something doesn't work out. Like you have to look at the logic behind it. And I try and be fair with Boone. Like on many occasions. I'll say, you know, that was the right decision with the situation presented. It just didn't work out for him. I don't think this was the right decision for the situation. And and I said it in real time and I'm saying it in in, in hindsight. So I think it's very fair criticism of Boone. Not only does it have no logic, but also it didn't work out. So it's just over two. Yeah. I mean, there's when when you see what Loisica does and can't throw the ball over the plate. There becomes logic. <laughs> that's the problem. Oh, I have something. To that's that's the problem. When when your relievers are going in there and walking guys, and uh, that's a problem. Oh, the walks the walks were were <clears throat> incredibly painful tonight. And that's the thing when you have a guy like Tanaka and and he's throwing just breaking stuff. This team is not as as effective uh with against a guy like him if he's locating. He was spinning early in the game, he was spinning balls over the plate. I don't know if that was the rain or if it was just whatever it was. It wasn't it wasn't What do you good. think the rain like what do you think rain like that affects more, the pitcher or the batter? I think the pitcher. Cuz of the grip. Yes. Yeah, I mean obviously, I mean he looked terrible tonight and the Indians hitters were hitting. So I guess if you're going to be throwing spinners then yeah. But I just think like how how are batters even seeing the ball? You just, you, I just think you, uh, you're able to lock in. It's like you know, it becomes white noise. It, it's probably yeah. more difficult, but, but it's you know, relatively consistent. It's white noise. The thing is, is you, if you can't grip a ball and you can't get your fingers into the seams like you're normally doing it, 
uh, that ball. Yeah, I guess as as a hitter, you can basically just say I'm locking in on one zone and I'm going to I'm going to trust that the pitcher has no control and it's either going to be a ball or it's going to be over the middle of the plate. Yeah, I mean it was just ba- it was a bad pitch. <laughs> a couple of those uh a couple of those spinners they were literally just like 80 80 one of them was an 88 mile an hour fastball right over the middle of the plate. It was just a bad it was a bad pitch. So he didn't he didn't All execute. Right. Did not execute. Uh, what's uh we're going to do a preview episode for Tampa? Yeah, I think we should. All right, so do you want to talk about your confidence level now or do you want to do it at, on the preview episode? Let's do it on the preview episode. Let it marinate a little bit. I need bit? to let it marinate. I need to see uh I need to see what the roster looks like. I need to see, you know, I'm curious to what they're doing. I'm curious to what what they're going to do with the pitching staff and who's going to be. Well, on I don't know if the roster for the Yankees is going to be any different than it was for this. Well, game, I mean, it, it, what I what I mean by that is that it, uh, a, a guy like Debbie Garcia could line up for a bullpen spot. You know, if we're I don't know if we'll hear that, but yeah, I don't know. Do you think they'll announce the four man rotation? Probably not all the way through, you know, probably just the first and they'll, three. they'll probably he'll probably try to leave as much. You know, vagueness is possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, 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 gonna... I, like small boon things though. Like the for for the roster, so it would not surprise me if we saw Clark Schmidt on the roster, because uh, the guy has electric stuff, talent. Like I, I could see them looking at what they're seeing in the bullpen right now and understanding that those are bad options, and yeah. and let's go with talent and like yes it's it's a tough situation for a kid but but he's talented and he's got better stuff than people in there and let's try to catch lightning in a bottle because i think they need that they need again one or two probably two guys to effectively pitch well and do you have more confidence in a guy like jonathan holder or are you gonna roll the dice with a guy like clark schmidt who's got really good stuff and um you know could could potentially get a little bit more depth too it's it's, it's, yeah, it's not, I, I don't think that's an easy decision, and I would not be surprised if he went and had the kid on the roster. Well, I, and also I doubt that they would take a pitcher off to add another pitcher. They would probably take a position player off, right? Like Krat, like why is Kratz? Like you don't need Kratz. Yeah, I mean, right. There's 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 the definitely things you could do. I mean, it's uh you could make a case that you don't even need Mike Ford because of Lemayhew's flexibility. <laughs> yeah, well, with with Boone's pinch. <laughs> substitution skills you do need two backup first I, I'm very curious to see if he says anything about that if, if Void said something that's the only logical thing that makes sense at that point of when so. it was actually done weird but All we right. won we, um, we beat we beat the Beebs. we beat the, we beat Carrasco we beat this pitching staff that had all of this allure around it that was just horseshit because they played the Kansas City Royals and Detroit Tigers so um, this is what happens when they when they, uh, when they go against a real offense it's cool. It's good to know. It's good to know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! Not that any Indians fans are going to be listening to this, but they they got to be so butthurt about this season because they 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 won on the last day of the season to advance up in the standings to play the Yankees. They could have played. Couldn't they have played the? Wouldn't they have lined up to play the Twins? Um, or, the what? The Astros. W- no, the Indians. Would, if they didn't overtake, wouldn't they have? Oh, if they didn't the overtake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So then you're saying, well, that that uh, and the and the Twins are incapable of winning a postseason. Yeah, game, and Bieber so Bieber like, dominates the Twins. So there you go. <laughs> or it was either the Twins or maybe it was Oakland. I don't even know, but just man. All right, that's it. Um, Tampa, baby. This is wild, this is what we wanted. This game. is what we wanted. 
got to got to well, face have them at to. some point. Let's do it. You now. have to exercise. You have to exercise your demons. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I like it going into that because shame on Minnesota for not winning a game and not beating Houston. Everybody. I mean, really though. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but you happen. know what? This should be Houston for God's sakes. Can we end it on that? Well, no. Can, can they can they end actually, their stupid streak on that? I'm actually now. I've gone to the point where I I want Houston you want to face them. You want to go through Tampa, then you want to go through Houston. Yeah, well, I think Houston's not good. They're just not. I I mean, without Verlander, that's not a scary team. That that's just for pure. Revenge. I gotta tell you, there is one guy on the face of this planet that went from very likable to one of the most unlikable people. And that's Carlos Carrasco. Have you been here? He's just talking. He's still talking. Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco. Do you mean Carlos, Carlos Correa? Correa? It's two o'clock in the morning. Carlos Carrasco. Was, Carrasco, very likable. Very likable. He just that that's not who I meant. Carlos Correa. Um yeah. talking about the pitch the oh, yeah, cheating. He won't shut, up. He won't shut up. Yeah. He just keeps he just, bringing it up and yeah. talking about it. Oh, like, like, oh, what now what? Oh, oh, now what? Like he's like yeah. he's like talking condescending to people. I'm like, are you kidding me? How out yeah. the man is Read a room, dude. Unbelievably out of touch. I mean, it's never stopped. Like, I'll give him credit. He's been consistently out of touch. But my God. I remember when they won the World Series, nobody knew about this. And he proposed to the, the girlfriend on the field. Remember all that? Like, he was he learned yeah. English uh, just to talk to reporters because he, as a 15-year-old kid, like, these were stories two that were year, good. Two years ago, likable guy. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to lose badly now. That, that team. Oh. Yeah. To the Yankees, let's hope. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it. We will talk to you again for our Rays preview. That should be out probably Sunday or Monday. Stay tuned. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.